This is the Mount Carmel Christian Church Podcast. Today, Senior Minister Dee Dee Bacon will be teaching the message. I remember exactly where I was when this thought entered my mind. Um, kind of like lightning struck my brain. It was a thought regarding the situation and was a thought regarding the message that I was preparing for this message. We're dealing with an invisible enemy. We're dealing with something unseen that has ramifications in the scene, but it's something that we can't see, we can't hold. Of course, we can see it under a microscope. Of course, we can see it with the right tools. But truth be told, we're currently dealing with a situation where the unseen is wrecking havoc with our lives. Now, this is a thought that I heard communicated in a press conference later, uh, talking about an unseen enemy, talking about this coronavirus thing being something that we're fighting against that's unseen and dealing with the fear, dealing with the anxiety, dealing with obviously the sickness that comes from it. Today I wanna to tell a story about a man struggling with the unseen, a man wrestling with those things that could not be measured in the physical but were destroying his life. Jesus and his disciples were in their home base of Capernaum, Mark chapter 5, verses 1 through 20. If you have your Bibles, please uh, get that, Mark chapter 5, verses 1 through 20. We're going to be talking about this story. But Jesus and his, his disciples were on one end of the lake, the end of the lake near Capernaum, where it was, it was Jewish territory. And they needed some social distancing. <laughs> they needed to get away from where they were, from the hustle and bustle of ministry demands. And they wanted to get to a place where they could have some peace, where Jesus, no doubt, could spend some time teaching his disciples, preparing them for what was ahead. And so they get into their boat and they go to the other side of the lake. Mark tells us they go to the region of Gennesarenes. And as they're getting there, they go to a place that's Gentile territory, non-Jew territory. They get out the boat, and as they get out the boat, there is this horrific scene. A man, a wild man, comes running towards Jesus. He had seen Jesus and, and the disciples landing on shore from a distance, and he came sprinting to, and he was, he was a wreck. This man was in a state. He was mad. He was crazy looking, tore up, clothes barely hanging on him, cut up from self-mutilation, hair all crazy, no longer, probably fingernails. This man was a man who was tormented by demons. And he came screaming to Jesus and landed before Jesus' feet. And the demons cried out through this man, what do you want from us? Are you going to hurt us? Are you going to destroy us? Because Mark says Jesus had been telling him as he approached come out of this man? Well, the story is, is that Jesus asks an interesting question. He asks the question, what is your name? And that pulls us back to our series, New Identity, Receiving Our God Name. Jesus asks this man, what is your name in this current state of living? The response is Legion. My name is Legion because we are many. The evil within this man was speaking out and he identified, they identified themselves as legion. Now legion was a, a Roman military term and it referred to a 
company of men, at least 5,000. And I don't know if this man was tormented by 5,000 plus demons, or he was using a figure of speech to basically say, there are tons of us in here. But what I do know is that this man had been tormented by, for years by evil. Evil that had, had forced him to, to live in the graveyards. Evil that had given him supernatural strength. Mark says that, that his, his, Fellow villages had tried to restrain him, tried to, to keep him from, from being destructive, and they actually bound him with chains, and he, he had busted out the chains, and he had been running around living in the tombs like a madman. Here was a man who was being tormented by the unseen. You know, this reminds me of the fact that many of us, while we are now considering this coronavirus thing, many of us deal with things that are unseen that torment our lives and manifest themselves in ways that ruin us in the physical. We're talking about the spiritual realm. We're talking about things of evil intent that we can't see that, that affect our lives in the present. Now, I've experienced this, the demonic, if you'd like. Having grown up in Zimbabwe, Africa, I've seen things that that can't be explained other than, you know what, there was an unseen force of evil bringing about the reactions, bringing about the torments, bringing about the pain and suffering to the individuals that I was seeing who, who they possessed. You see, the truth is, is that we're dealing with a situation here where a person is suffering because of the unseen. He's suffering because of sin. He's suffering because of evil. He's suffering because of things that, that are beyond his ability to control, that he's allowed to enter into his life, and it's destroying it. But Jesus has the power to overcome. See, Mark says that Jesus says to the legion, get out of this man. Legion begs that they, they, that they be sent to, to somewhere else, that they're not destroyed. And so Jesus sends them into a herd of pigs, thousands of pigs. They were in Gentile country after all, so that you could expect herds of pigs there. And, and the, the demons go into the pigs and they enter into the pigs and the pigs then go wild and mad and they run off the cliff and into the lake and perish and drown. And the herdsmen of the pigs, the pig herders, they see what happens and they're terrified. And they run back to the village and they, they tell everyone to come and see what has just happened. And the folks that come, they come and they see the man who once was a madman, a man who once was tormented by, by evil, a man possessed by a legion of demons. This man, Mark says, is sitting there with Jesus, well, whole well-dressed in his right mind. Their reaction was fear. They couldn't believe it. And they asked Jesus, hey, you need to leave us. This is way beyond anything that we're able to even fathom. You need to go back to where you came from. And so Jesus and his disciples get back into the boat and make the journey back to, uh, to uh, Capernaum. And uh, the man who had been freed from the demons asks Jesus, hey, can I go with you? Can I go with you? And Jesus says, no, you can't. You can't come with me, why? Well, probably because this man was a Gentile and it wasn't at the time yet for, for Jesus to take on Gentiles. His, his calling at that moment was to, to, to disciple the Jews and from there the Gentiles would come to know him. 
through the church. But at that moment, it wasn't right for this man to join Jesus' following, his, his immediate followers, his apostles, his disciples. And so Jesus says, no, you can't come with me, but what you can do, what I want you to do, what your mission now will be in life, will be for you to go to go to your fellow countrymen, to the region of the Decapolis, to the 10 towns in this area, and I want you to tell them of everything that the Lord has done for you. You know, I, I see this story of this man, and I'm reminded of the truth. The truth being this, legion becomes released to a God purpose. We don't know his actual name. We know he once was identified as legion, but now he becomes one who is released to a God purpose. And this reminds me of this truth, that when God frees us from what ails us, when God frees us from those things that, that are, are tormenting us, when God frees us from the sin that's inside of us, he not only frees us, but he releases us to a new identity. See, many times in our struggle against sin, however that is, however heavy that may be, in our struggle against sin, our focus is to be set free. Our focus is for release is for release from the pain, is from release from the evil, is release from the torment, from release from, the, from feeling like we're, we're bound and a slave to things that we don't want to be bound and slave to anymore. And so we cry out to God and we, we ask God, remove this from me, take this away from me. And when we come to God, we know that Jesus provides us that freedom through forgiveness, through grace. But he does more than that. It doesn't just stay from releasing us from evil. No, it goes to replacing good. See, in Jesus, we find that the man is released from sin, from evil, and finds that God not only releases him, but then replaces it with a new purpose, a new direction, a new identity. You know, many times in our struggle, I don't know about you, but in my own experience, when I'm struggling with something, my main focus is to be set free. You know, it was a time in my life when I was a young man that I had a mouth of a sailor. I cussed on a regular basis. I cussed with the best of them. In fact, uh, you could say I use cuss words like punctuation in my language. And as I grew in Christ and as I began to realize what God had called me, uh, how God had called me to live, as I began to learn and to live scripture, and I looked at those passages of scripture that talked about uh, having a mouth that, that is seasoned with good words and to not have obscenities and, and, and curses come from my mouth, I began to realize that God's will for my life was that I be free of cursing. And so I prayed and I worked hard not to curse. And I tried to, to do that. And when I made a mistake, I would beat myself up and I would be so uh, just tore up about it. And my focus was on release. And, and that's the starting point. But what I had to learn is that by God's grace is that not only am I released, but in order to find full, the full blessing of what God gives, I had to find the replace. I had to stop focusing on, on trying to always be set free, but instead acknowledge God has set me free and pursue after what God has called me to do. And so with my language, God began to teach me how to replace the words began to teach me how to express myself better. You know, when we curse, it's usually because we, we have emotion behind that, whether it be anger or pain or whatever. And now God had taught me how to, to use better words, more descriptive words. In fact, I became better at communicating in my language because God released me from the habit of cussing and he replaced it to a better way of communicating. 
I no longer look like a fool, an idiot with my language. No, I began to look better because God's work is to release and to replace. God set this man free from the legion so that he might be one who set towards a God purpose. You know, this principle is, is true for many things. Apostle Paul, in talking about his faith journey and talking about his conversion, he said these words, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. This is a personal letter. And Paul opens up a little bit about his struggles, opens up about his conversion story. And this is what he says in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 and 19. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. We re release from our old identity, legion, and we're now a, given a new identity in Christ. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now all these things are from God who reconciled us. That means uh, made it right between us and God, made us a, into a friendship where God is with us in a relationship now, reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us, here it is, the replace, the purpose, gave us the ministry of reconciliation, namely that God was in Christ reconciling the word to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and he has committed us to the word of reconciliation. See, Jesus removes the demons so that he might replace a new identity. And see, just like the man who once was named Legion, you two, you and me can, can have that same thing. How, you may ask? Well, through faith. Through faith. First of all, we have to come to the point where we beg Jesus, and that's called confession and repentance, and, and responding in faith to, to the grace that God gives us. He has the power to release us from the demons that we struggle with. But also, just like the man who once was named Legion, but now is released to a God purpose, we have to beg to go with Jesus. We have to make a commitment to seek out what God is calling us to do, to live out our new identity. Are you begging to go with Jesus? Are you looking to have what he provides for your new identity so that you might live out your new name in him? Are you looking to be free of cussing so that you might have Jesus replace words of blessing? Are you looking to be set free of the addiction to alcohol so that you might be, have that replaced by, by a commitment to be a change agent for love. The, the, the numbness, the, the coping that, that alcohol provides now is replaced by learning to trust and to hold on to Jesus. Are you looking to seek out freedom from the anxiety that you struggle with on a daily basis? asking God to replace that with the peace, as he says in, in, in Philippians, of the peace that passes all understanding, all understanding. Are you seeking to replace the pain that comes from the hurt of, 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 of wounds that you've received with the power of forgiveness and release to be made whole that God can only provide when you choose to hand things over and have not only God release you from the demons that you struggle with, but now replace that with a new way, a new living. See, this man, Legion, provides us an example of someone who was 
released from the demons so that he might then go on the next step to have it replaced by a new identity. It's my prayer that as we go through this time and as we are reminded at this time of, of the fact that our struggle is against an unseen, unseen enemy, our struggle is against, as Paul says, not flesh and blood, that we might remember that in that time there are things within us that are unseen that we struggle with that, that we try for God to, re to release. But in that release, we must remember that it has to follow up with a crying out for replace, a crying out for a new identity, a crying out to the God who gives us grace, not only sets us free, but gives us a new identity to live by, a God that, that can't, can, can, can not only be, be described in the song, how great, how great is our God, for he sets us free and he replaces that which was tormenting us with a new identity to follow him. God bless. You can find out more about us on the web at mtcarmelchurch.org.